0: Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but... On account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, he has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. The gospel of the Lord. If you were to take a snapshot from my childhood, sort of like a picture postcard you might find me up a tree. In my childhood home in Goodland, Kansas, which is a little windswept town out in the western part of the state near the Colorado border, there was a big evergreen tree that grew up next to St. Paul's Rectory. And as a four-, five-, and six-year-old, I would climb that tree. I remember the sticky sap on my hands. The funny thing is I don't remember exactly why I climbed the tree. But it's a curious question. Why do we climb trees? Why do we climb mountains? Why do we like to get up high at all? Maybe it's the challenge of it. Maybe it's the perspective it offers us. Maybe it's because like our ancient spiritual ancestors and indeed the ancient ancestors of this land that it is our way to find out who we are and perhaps more importantly who God is. Yesterday at diocesan convention against the backdrop, of the horrific attack on Paul Pelosi and the rising specter of political violence. Bishop Mark talked about preparing to go to the COP27 meeting in Egypt in a few days. And the fact that they are meeting in very close proximity to Mount Sinai, Moses Mountain. Except, in the craziness of our time, they can't go there to visit because security is a major problem now. But he talked about the mountaintop experience that many of us pursue in our spiritual lives, a way of going up on the mountain, climbing a tree, to get a clearer view of not only what is past, but what may be coming. And in the backdrop Of the climate crisis and the political strife here at home, looking ahead is daunting and in some ways quite terrifying. Luke gives us over today to imagine what it may have been like for Zacchaeus. It's a little bit of a comical story. Zacchaeus was a short man. As we used to say in the old camp song, a wee little man was he. he. Climbed up the sycamore tree for the Lord, he wanted to see. But it's more than that. He was a tax collector. If you think it's rough these days being hired and on staff with the IRS, in Zacchaeus' day it was positively dangerous. Because not only was he a tax collector, and everyone loves to hate tax collectors no matter what day and age you live in, he was working for the occupying power, the Roman Empire, and he was collecting money that good, ritually pure Jews of his day would have declared made him unclean. And then Luke ladles it on even more. He says he's not just any tax collector, he's a chief tax collector. So he's not just a grifter, he's a grifter of grifters, if you like. He makes his money by taking it off the top of what the other tax collectors are gathering. And apparently he's done very well for himself that way. But he is a pariah, in Jericho, his hometown. His neighbors despise him. And the subtext is that Jesus has gotten wind of this, not because Jesus looked on next door, not because Jesus looked on Facebook, not because Jesus Googled Zacchaeus, but because long before social media and long before the internet and long before telephones there was what sociologists call the gossip network. This is how news was shared and spread, and how reputations were built and destroyed in Jesus' day. The sense that we get from Luke is that Jesus walks into town already knowing all about Zacchaeus, because people have been telling him. Zacchaeus is probably cut out of the gossip network. Although he's had his ear to the ground well enough, he knows that somebody important is coming, and he knows that this person has a reputation for healing, and he knows that some people think that maybe Jesus represents the divine spirit, the Holy One, the God of Israel. So we have this vivid image of Zacchaeus at the back of the crowd, probably shunned by his neighbors who've turned their backs on him, and he is trying desperately to see Jesus, and the way he does that is he climbs the tree. And in doing so, he's recapitulating that ancient custom and that ancient instinct that I was following when I climbed that tree in Goodland, Kansas, all those years ago, to somehow find something greater than myself by going up high. But here's the curious thing that happens. Jesus comes by, and he looks up to Zacchaeus in the sycamore tree, and he tells him to come down. That is to say that Jesus sees each of us climbing our trees and our mountains and calls us down. Jesus is taking that ancient spiritual pattern and turning it upside down to tell us that no longer do we have to climb trees and climb mountains to find God, but in fact, God has come to find us. Right here on the ground of our lives. And even more shocking, especially to Zacchaeus's neighbors, Jesus says, as the song goes, I'm coming to your house today. That is, I am coming right into the middle of your life, as private as it may be, as shockingly scandalous as it may be, as sinful as it may be. Our gospel is paired this day with Isaiah preaching the tiles up off the pavement to the kingdom of Judah of his day, which was living right at the hairy edge of the Assyrian Empire and was at risk at any time of them walking in and taking over. They'd already taken over the northern kingdom of Israel. Judah was next on the hit list. Isaiah knew it. And although the authorities on the ground in Judea Judea knew it as well, they probably wouldn't care to admit it publicly. And then Isaiah has to do the things that prophets often do, and that's take it one step further and say, you know what? Your rituals are empty. You're not attending to what you're supposed to be doing. And this is why bad things are happening. Needless to say, that didn't make Isaiah very popular, but you know that, right? But then, in an instant, Isaiah does something incredible. He says, your God is coming, and even though you are red as crimson with your sin." put it in modern vernacular, there's blood on your hands. He says, God will come and wipe all of that away and make you as white as wool, as clean as newly spun wool. This is Jesus' message to Zacchaeus, right? Everybody knew Zacchaeus and his ill-gotten gains. Everybody knew that he was a walking scandal and that his household was filled probably with trophies of his scandalous behavior. And yet Jesus walks into the middle of that and declares Zacchaeus' salvation. And Zacchaeus is so gobsmacked both by Jesus and the fact that Jesus is now Blowing the scandal wide open, making his neighbors grumble. Hint, hint, Zacchaeus is probably wondering if he's about to be taken out and tarred and feathered. That Zacchaeus turns 180 degrees and says, I will give half of what I have to the poor. I will pay back anyone I've defrauded four times as much as I took from them. Jesus says, gotcha, new life. And the linchpin of the whole story is that Zacchaeus didn't have to climb the tree to find this, but God came to bring it to him, in Jesus. That's our hopeful news in the midst of a scary time, when we don't know what tomorrow or next month, let alone next year, will bring us and the society on which we all depend. Truth be told, we all know in our heart of hearts that most of us stand on the shoulders and stand on the foundations of ill-gotten gain. Learned to admit for the first time in just the past couple of years that our parish and many of our homes, if not all of our homes, are on unceded land that belonged to peoples who were here for tens of thousands of years. We now know. But the good news is we don't have to climb a mountain to find redemption. God in Christ is already bringing that into our midst. And by turning as Zacchaeus did to the truth of who we are, and then the hope of what we want to become, our salvation, our healing, and the healing for all who have suffered, all of the ancestral disasters and catastrophes and hardships come into a new perspective. Spirit of God is moving among us to redeem everyone, to bring a new life of justice for us, for the earth, for our children for our grandchildren. This is the good news. The gospel of hope that we have been given. And this is what Luke delivers us today in this funny little story about a funny little man living a life on the edge 2,000 years ago. I can still feel the sap on my hands. The truth of the matter is, I encounter God right here on the ground with you. Jesus is moving among us. Can you see it? Can you touch it? Can you taste it this day? at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.